0: Mm, okay we
1: basically show up so if it's a party a speed dating event the hamptons wherever we just you know look our best and show up but we don't make eye contact we don't flirt we don't say wow you look familiar we don't compliment their shirt there's all this bad dating advice that says oh you have to kind of like get his attention no he has to get our attention
0: (laughs) and on dating
1: apps we don't make the first move we don't say hi we don't wink we don't nothing we don't we do absolutely nothing. The guy that likes you will find you.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sperra, And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we have one heck of an episode for you guys yeah we do Woo. okay if you've been with us since the og beginning you know this podcast basically started uh from the rules book and we mm-hmm. have the offer sherry on the episode today
0: yeah so we were really really excited to get to talk to her um and yeah you know we share a lot of different views but i got a bit of what she was saying
2: oh i understand yeah. what she was saying yeah <laughs> she definitely drives her point home
0: <laughs> yeah you know i think there were things that i'm like "Ah, just for my personality i don't know but like i understand why it really really worked for her and why some of those perspectives do work for a lot of women Mm -hmm. and i just i i loved talking with her a lot of fun
2: it's definitely interesting yeah i'm I'm, i know the fans are gonna love this up so uh real quick we just have a few things to get to up top uh First of all, our review winner did not claim the review.
0: Gilbert. So- <laughs> come on, Gilbert. I thought you wanted a vibrator. Yeah, man. Come on. Uh,
2: give it to your mom. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So our new review winner uh, is, I believe it's Betchy. It's B number three, at sign C-H-Y. Uh, Love it. I've uh, really been enjoying this podcast after hearing Erica on the U Up podcast. I like how they bring in outside resources and discuss them rather than just talk about dating in general. It brings in a new flair to dating discussions.
0: What a winner for today's app. Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so contact us uh, to win your vibrator, please. And thank you for leaving us a review and everybody else who did. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, keep them rolling in, guys yeah they don't claim it next
2: week we got a new one. yeah so just keep them coming
0: i want the vibrators out of the apartment yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we got a hell of
2: a treasure hunt going around in this place <laughs> um, and uh as always guys we are sponsored by sunset lake cbd get all your cbd needs there you could use our promo code sgs20 for 20 percent off at sunsetlakecbd.com
0: but this week, they have a special deal just for Shooters Gotta Shoot listeners because they love you guys so much. It's for the month of September, actually. Yes. The whole month. Yeah. Um, Sunset Lake CBD is doing an end of summer hemp flower sale to say thanks to the Shooter's Gotta Shoot listeners for supporting us. It is 50% off all hand trim flower, hemp flower smalls, and CBD Keef products. Use coupon code Power. All one word at www.sunsetlakecbd.com.
2: Yes, flower power, all lowercase, one word. Get that 50% off. Try the flower. This is your time.
0: The flower is amazing. I've tried it. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, I've toked up on the roof. It's a great time. Do it all month long, 50% off. Don't sleep on that one, kids. And one more little announcement from us. We have launched a new Patreon tier. So if you were thinking of ways to support the show, you can now do it for $3 a month. You can it's basically like buying us a coffee. You can continue to support the show and you can be a part of all the conversations on uh, over on our Patreon and see what's going on over there. You won't get the extra episodes every week, so if you're just like, "Hey, I love you. I don't want to give you some money, kind of like my mom does." Do it. <laughs> $3. And uh it's a hell of a deal.
2: Yep. And uh, we have our other tiers as usual, but we get a little revamping over there. So go check us out at patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. And we're almost away from doing a live stream with us and some of your favorite guests. So $3 tier, you do get a piece of that. So hell yeah. If you haven't had a reason to join, we're only like 50 people away from doing that live stream show, which is going to be awesome. And I gotta be honest this guest might be someone that's requested on the patreon live i think it should be i think it should absolutely she, yeah. was, she was part of the inspiration for the show yeah so let's do it yeah without further ado enjoy oh i'm gonna show you when you You might have read her book, The Rules, or The Rules for Marriage, or The Rules 2, More Rules to Live and Love By, or Not Your Mother's Rules, The Rules for New Technology.
0: It's Sherry Snyder! Woohoo! Welcome to the show! Welcome. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you on. Um, As we were chatting about before we got recording here, uh, your books were really uh, sort of the impetus of this podcast. And one of our first research pieces that we dove into. So we're so excited to get to talk to you today. I'm so happy. That's very flattering. Thank you.
2: Um, So real quick, up top, can you briefly explain uh, what the rules are and what inspired you and your co-author, Ellen, to write the book?
1: So Ellen and I lived in the city. This was back in the early 90s, and we were friends, and we noticed that women were becoming more career-oriented. Our friends were doctors, lawyers, MBAs, athletes, which was great. But what was not so great was that we felt, and it, us included, that we could chase guys the way we chase jobs and condos and sports, and but it didn't work. You know, romance is not the same as work. We believe that feminism means equal pay for equal work, but it doesn't mean that you can chase men, because men and women are biologically different. Men love a challenge. They have a type and a look, and they have to make the first move. They have to feel like a conquest in order to fall in love and stay in love. So when a woman makes the first move or makes it too easy, which is what was happening in the 90s, men get bored, they dump you, they don't show interest, they don't commit, you know. So we saw that being aggressive with dating doesn't work. It's great for work, but it doesn't work with men
0: you know, in reading your book, one of the things that stood out to me was that it was written in 1995, especially being a 92 baby, you know, 95 just seems like really hard for me to relate to. And so I'm curious, do you think that there's anything that is significantly changed from when you first wrote the rules in in modern dating?
1: What's changed is technology and everybody has a smartphone and, you know, there were no dating apps back in the 90s. There were no there's no no Instagram or any of that stuff. So it was basically calling. So when we wrote the rules, we basically said, you know, do do not speak to a man first. We wrote it like the Bible. It was like (laughs) the Ten Commandments, you know, do not do and don't do. Because at the time, like when you write a book, you have to find out what's currently on the market and how yours is better and different. And what we saw what was on the market was women were being told, do whatever you feel like, hook up with guys, ask them out, go on vacation with them, live together. It was all like, love do whatever you want but the women weren't happy because men weren't committing so we said you know none of this is working let's go back to the way it really truly is which is men have to make the first move so don't speak to men first don't call them end the date first don't sleep with them right away don't move in you know play hard to get and what's changed you know here now 25 years later is that we have social media we have instagram we have facebook so women said okay i believe you we're not going to call men but we're going to text them we're going (laughs) to friend them we're going to follow them we're going to do everything but yeah exactly (laughs) and we were like no no it's not working and so when we wrote the book not your mother's rules like we told women just lose your phone like literally throw it in your bag put it in the car for four hours and don't text guys back so quickly and they found that guys were like hey are you still there hey where are you do you want to get together whereas before they weren't getting dates because they were writing back and they were just these chat tests going on. Now they were disappearing and men were like, Hey, where are you? And and they wanted to meet them.
2: Right. I was going to say, when I read your book, you know, there were several references that was like, you know, your answering machine. And I was like, you know, a lot of our generation <laughs> might not even remember those existing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that. Machine, right? yeah. So like, that's right. something, yeah. you know, I'd be curious of like, you know, there's the classic uh, rule, I think, that kind of existed before your book a little bit of the okay, if you don't get a date by Wednesday for the weekend, you don't accept it, right? But then there also were these things right. of the someone leaves you a message on your answering machine. I believe if it was a weekend, you said don't even get back to them till Monday. Now, yeah. does that also go for a text message?
1: Yeah, we believe the weekend is the dead zone. Like a guy should be asking you by tomorrow, Wednesday for the weekend if you don't have a date for the weekend with him, we're not texting him back. Like, he missed his
2: chance. But not texting him back at all, not even giving an answer.
1: No, like, if he's asking about Friday for Saturday, I mean, you could say, sorry, I have plans, but on Saturday and Sunday, he shouldn't even know you exist. Like, he shouldn't hear from you.
0: Mm.
1: You know, if you're you're on a yacht, you you have to act like you have a fabulous, honestly, you have to act like you have a fabulous life. Like he should think when he doesn't hear from you that you have this most amazing life that you're not writing him back. Cause if you're truly like a busy girl, you have no time to text guys on weekends. You're like living, you're not texting.
0: Mm-hmm. I do think I've kind of created a new rule in my life that I save the weekends for someone who's going to be in a relationship or like is in a relationship with me. Otherwise I'm out with my friends because otherwise I feel like exactly it really just leads exactly. into a hookup and it's, Exactly. Yeah. Then you just really get let on. Um, right. One thing that I've been really curious about, too, is this philosophy in the rules is that a woman shouldn't aggressively pursue a man, but encourage the man to pursue them. Can you tell us a little bit about ways that women can do this? We don't encourage men. We don't do anything. Mm, okay. We basically show up. So if it's a party, a speed dating
1: event, the Hamptons, wherever, we just you know, look our best and show up, but we don't make eye contact. We don't flirt. We don't say, wow, you look familiar. We don't compliment their shirt. There's all this bad dating advice that says, oh, you have to kind of like get his attention. No, he has to get our attention.
0: (laughs) And on dating
1: apps, we don't make the first move. We don't say hi. We don't wink. We don't, nothing. We don't, we do absolutely nothing. The guy that likes you will find you. What happens is if you encourage and make the first move, then you'll spend the rest of the relationship making all the moves.
0: Okay. Uh, Then what are your thoughts on an app like Bumble? Bumble is the opposite of the rules. We
1: get emails constantly from women saying, I know Bumble tells you to make the first move. So how can I do it in a rules way? It's like, how can I rob a bank without being a bank robber? You can't. Really? I, I just don't know what to say. I mean- They all say the same things. Guys on other apps are not as handsome or exciting as the guys on Bumble. But the guys on Bumble are lazy, and they they they're not going to be the man of your dreams because you you contacted them. It's like it's over the second a guy knows you like him, it's over. We don't want a guy on Bumble where you write hey and he's like okay I'll go out with you because you contacted me. We want a guy who acts like Andre Agassi, who is determined like more important than any trophy he's ever won was getting Steffi Graf to go on a date with him. And that doesn't come by encouraging, texting, you know, friending, like none of that happens. You want a guy who just like is crazy about you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want an Andre Agassi, but uh, I think I think you'll find our philosophies are a little bit different. And we we do like to take the approach of, going after men and one of our reasons for doing that is that we found that if we don't do anything things don't really tend to happen and we're just kind of waiting in in the wings and there's really like no no movement with men so what would you say for women who but aren't you on dating apps we're not doing nothing and when i say do nothing i meant
1: do nothing other than show up or be on a dating app you have to be on dating apps you can't just sit at home and not be visible
2: yeah, I mean, we're on dating are apps. On dating, are you on dating
1: apps? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're on dating apps. You have pretty photos. You do go to parties. You go to speed dating. Do you go to hiking, like singles hiking, singles tennis, singles this, singles that? Like you go to things, but you just don't approach a man first.
2: Well, it's just it is interesting that you mentioned like singles events, like when you mentioned speed dating, because I feel like a lot of your book is very much being like, don't be desperate. Don't be too available. And I think a lot of people would look at something like speed dating and say, well, I look desperate. I look like a girl that really wants a relationship. I'm, I'm willing to go to yeah. this singles event that's clearly labeled singles. What would you say to someone that kind of feels that way? Well,
1: but we don't think it's desperate. We just think you have to go somewhere. I mean, whether it's church or temple for the high holidays or I mean, that's like saying I'm at an AA meeting and there's a guy at an AA meeting, he's going to know I'm an alcoholic, but he's an alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? It's the same with speed Mm -hmm. dating. If another guy is there and he's there, he doesn't think you're a loser. The point is when we say do nothing, we mean make yourself available online, offline, but just don't make the first move. Don't speak to a guy first. Don't stare at him. Don't walk over to him. Don't say you look familiar. Don't compliment his shirt. If you feel like being at a speed dating event is, desperate if you feel that way then go to a cool party go to a club go to a rooftop go whatever you think is cool but you have to go somewhere where where are guys gonna they're not gonna find you in your apartment
2: yeah and that was one of the things from your book i agreed with was hey you can't complain you're single and be in on a friday night all the time with your girlfriends watching a movie right you are not technically meeting people doing that uh but for us we're saying We are, like, personally, me and Molly, both are very social people. Like, I do comedy. I'm out a lot at shows or meeting up with Molly, friends to have a drink. Uh, And a lot of times we feel frustrated of, like, we are out a lot. We're trying different things. We're going in different circles. And a lot of our male friends have told us, hey, a lot of times if we just catch a girl's eye and we see her kind of smirk or even, like, do the look away or whatever, they're like, that is the thing that gives them the green light to come over and pursue you. I think it is really hard, essentially, if, you know, you're not even looking around the room or smiling at someone to kind of open that door to get them to come talk to you because it is an intimidating thing to do.
1: Basically, a guy, you don't even have to see it. Like many of our clients said their head was turned, like they were looking the other way when a guy tapped them on the shoulder and said, do you want to dance or can I get your number or do you want, you know, do you want to drink? it is so the like guys lie because they don't want to hurt your feelings guys don't huh. need a signal they don't need n- anything they like a certain girl a certain type they feel something and they just go after it so all these guys are lying <laughs> a lot of people are <laughs> lying and we're, we're telling the truth i mean i do agree i'm sorry to, bra- I'm sorry to break the news to you but <laughs> no it's fine I I mean- like have you ever had have you ever had a guy really really like you that you weren't into?
2: Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody has had someone very into okay. them that they weren't into regardless. Now did you have to give them
1: did you have to give them any encouragement? No. Mm,
2: no. Yeah, no, sometimes no.
0: Yeah, that's that's how it has to be with the guy that you do like. I think that's more of the issue that I've had is like I'll get approached but I'm like, oh, like this is what I'm pulling. Like <laughs> and you know, so it's like if it's right, someone who right, I'm right. interested in, which is obviously important, like I feel like that's not the one that comes up to me first.
1: Right. Look, when I was in the single scene, I mean, I lived in the city. I lived in the city. We went to whatever events. And 90% of the time, you're approached by guys you don't like. And it gets frustrating. In fact, I was so frustrated that one night I called Ellen because she was married at this point. So I went to this dance, and every guy I didn't like asked me to dance. I'm like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. And then I saw this really cute guy, just my type, and he was just walking around, and he didn't ask anyone to dance. And I thought, this is strange. So I said, that's it. I called and I said, I'm just going to ask him. She said, you know, like, like you're putting your hand on fire. Okay. Do whatever you want. So I said, do you want to dance? He said, sure. And then we danced all night. He asked me out for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It was a Sunday. He asked me out for the rest of the week. And I thought, wow, maybe the rules don't work. While we were on our first date, his phone did not stop ringing. And then he finally confessed that he's from San Francisco and he has a girlfriend in San Francisco. And that's why he didn't ask anybody to dance. Wow. But he would have slept with me if I let him, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so what I'm saying to you is, yeah, 90% of the time it's going to be guys you don't want, but it's that one or 10% that you just have to be, it's sort of like work. Like most of the job offers you get maybe are not what you love, but then you hang in there for the podcast or the opportunity. That's amazing. The night I met my husband, it was like electric. And I walked in, he looked at me and it was like, bang, you know, boom, he just moved. And that was it. It was electric. It was electric. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And I kept walking away <laughs> and he kept grabbing my wrist because where are you going? Because, you know, we say in the book that when you go to a party, circle the room like you just got off um, a private plane. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you're, wa- like you're not just standing like a, yeah, you don't stand like a tree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't stand like waiting for guys to come up to you. you. Pretend that you're just like moving and going and whatever. And he was like, where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? He would not leave me alone. That- that's my husband it doesn't happen every day but you have to be ready when it happens
2: yeah i mean i was gonna say i don't know what your clients are telling you currently about the scene but uh trust me there are plenty of men that have girlfriends that still come over and pursue oh yeah <laughs> we, yes, we yes, both yes, have of uh, happened upon of that so. <laughs> i went through a right, full right, phase right. that was so all i got kinds
1: bu- the, the rules kind of bust through that because like eventually you're gonna know that they have a girlfriend because they're not asking you out for Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Or you end up at the same party and they bring the girlfriend that happened to me. And that was quite shocking. I mean, Both of you are beautiful. Both of you are beautiful. Oh, I mean, if it you. were
1: me and you, and you, I would just be at whatever you like a single tennis. I did single hiking. I did club med. I get club getaway. I did em- skiing. I did the single skiing thing. Nobody felt desperate. We were just like single people who were doing active things. Hoping to meet somebody. I don't meet people just walking down the street. That that Mm -hmm. doesn't happen to me. I'm
0: gonna say I think for a while, especially with like the um, emergence and popularity of dating apps, is these sort of single events and mixers really went to the wayside because everybody was on their phones. But I think what we're finding post or like as we're coming out of this pandemic is that people are really eager for social interaction. And in the city, I have actually noticed a lot more mixer type events. Like um, Lindsay Metzler has been hosting quite a few of them, the host of We Met at Acme. And I think they might be making a bit of a comeback just because people are so hungry for real social interaction and just so over looking at a screen. And I think that's also a bit why dating apps can feel really tiresome right now is it's like I've just been looking at a screen for a year and a half and I'm over it. Right.
1: Well, I mean, for our clients, we always suggest a mixture of online and off and believe it or not, I'm dating myself here, but before dating apps, there was something called New York magazine and you put an ad in.
2: Oh Um, yeah. I've seen this reference in shows. It was
1: just like, (laughs) it was like pretty, you know, pretty writer 25. You know, one of our client first clients met her husband. She wrote something like, um, you know, social worker 30, she even wrote, I don't even know why I'm on here. I'm so beautiful. Did these be have like pictures?
2: No. <laughs> no pictures.
1: Well, I was, there I was... were no photos. And it was she was like looking for a doctor slash dentist with a sob. And guess what? Because men love a challenge, she got all these photos. You know, they give you a mailing mailbox.
2: Oh my gosh. And she got all
1: these photos with doctors and dentists with sobs and she married one. She married one of them. That's such a so specific one. Yeah, the equivalent of dating app, New York magazine. It had personal ads. Amazing. So that's what we did. We did, we did, we did singles events, and we did, you know, live online and offline.
0: So, do you think even on Hinge, because uh, that's I think that's the one that most people are really predominantly on yes. right now? Should the woman, in your opinion, only have a profile? Should she not like guys' photos? Should she just wait to get the likes to roll in? Yes, exactly. She should just have a profile and wait for the likes. Does that deprioritize you in the algorithm, though? Because I think if you're not really using the app, you don't get, like, your profile isn't shown to as many others.
2: It's an unfortunate truth of online dating, I don't, period. The active, yeah, like It's the same with Instagram, the more you. I active to, you are. I'd have to get yeah. back
0: to you about that. But,
1: um, you know, we really are very spiritual. We just believe that the universe, that you don't have to force things. You know what I'm saying? Like, a guy will find you.
0: I think too, I found, because I haven't been as great about actually being on the dating apps and I'll check them sporadically like every couple of weeks and the people that I don't answer sometimes they'll just say really bizarre things. So it almost really weeds out the crazies. Like I had a guy yes. who I ignored the other day and he came back after like a week and was like, Oh, so I probably shouldn't have gotten your name tattooed on me then. Right. <laughs> I was just like, what, what is right. this? That, that is called reading out the crazy guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. Listen, there are a lot of men that are just bored, lonely, angry. They're <laughs> angry men. The second you get an angry message, just delete, and move on. Because if they're angry when they don't know you, they're going to be really angry when they know you. Yeah, you weed them out. We call them buyer bewares. Yeah, I think it is important to do that. What you were saying earlier is your philosophy is that you do make the first move in what sense? In speaking to them first, in texting them first, in messaging them first, in what? All of the above, really. (laughs) Answer D. Uh, That's the the opposite of the rules. You're saying the first time only?
2: Well, yeah, our theory is a lot of times there's an art to, we call it opening the door of, mm-hmm. it's almost, yeah, making yourself get noticed in a way that isn't, you know, it's not like a super aggressive, crazy thing, uh, in terms of if you want to date a man, if you just want to hook up with a man, we're like, there are no rules. Cause that's, mm-hmm. right. you're just out having yeah. fun, living your life, do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. If you want someone to be in a relationship with, we still think there is an art to opening that door, whether it is just Oh, you caught eyes with someone and a smile. Whether it's you sent them a note about something, but we're very much uh, we're very much a, you shoot that shot one time and then you back off completely. Mm-hmm. Like you don't initiate. And how is that work? How, how is
0: that working for you?
2: It does work sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think it's better, or we've definitely had more success for get getting the date. And then getting for probably more of a hookup. Um, my last relationship, he initiated and the first couple of dates he did initiate as well. Um, so I will say that one definitely followed the rules a bit more. <laughs> I took more of a backseat. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that I struggled with in that relationship and looking back is I felt like as... A partner, I was just a lot more passive, which is just not really who I am as a person. So, do you have Mm -hmm. ways of how a woman can not feel so passive when she's sort of letting the man take the reins if that's the way things need to go to get a relationship?
1: Just to go back to what you said about shooting your shot, you know, it all depends on who you are. Like Ellen and I, and I guess all our followers and clients are the kind of people that if we had to make the first move, we would forever be anxious about whether that guy truly was interested in us because we would always wonder, would he have come up to me on his own? Would Mm -hmm. he have messaged me on his own? It it would create so much insecurity that it would not be worth it. You know what I mean? Like I want to be secure in a relationship. I want, my husband is so crazy about me. He still calls me all the time. Even when I go to the gym, he thinks other, you know, it's like he just, when he used to drop me off at the gym when we were dating, he was like, don't don't leave with anyone else. Like, (laughs) because I never called him, he thought I was like a movie star. Like, that's what we try to instill in our clients. You are a movie star. It doesn't matter if you're divorced or you never finished college or you um, have weight to lose, whatever. You are fabulous. You know what I'm saying? And any man would be lucky to be with you. And the way to transmit that message is to disappear in between dates to be busy to have a life you know what i mean to not drop your friends rules breakers tend to you know when they get obsessed with a guy they drop their friends they lose interest in their hobbies Mm -hmm. we're we're always busy because we're not pursuing like it's the women that we know that initiate that first move end up initiating a lot of other things they initiate trips they initiate togetherness they initiate everything like and also the guy because he knows you like him will start saying let's flip the check so it becomes like a coworker kind of thing it's not courtship anymore so we feel the first move is life and death but it's not for everybody the rules isn't for everybody if you are secure enough in yourself and you can take rejection and you can make the first move and not care if you get rejected then you're more like samantha in sex and sex in the city where you know you're fine but if you're like charlotte which is We're girls that do not want to shake all weekend wondering, are we going to hear from him? Does he like us? Is he going to confirm? Is he going to pay? Is he going to forget it? Like, we don't want that kind of insecurity. We feel life is hard enough. We want one area of our life to be like really signed and sealed.
0: I, I think that analogy makes sense to me, and especially like the Charlotte versus the Samantha sort of mentality. And I think, you know, for me, it's a little bit of, One, always having been an athlete and also like I like a challenge. I like the competitiveness and feeling like I won. Right. But also of just I feel like I've been disappointed so many times and been waiting around that I like to take control in a relationship and I like to be the one to call the shots Mm -hmm. and make the plans. And so I feel like it's also Mm -hmm. just very much a control factor for me of like, okay, I know I'm doing this thing on this day so I can plan the rest of my life. But it kind of sounds like you're saying to do it backwards. Let's like plan the rest of my life and let the man fall into that.
1: Right. Exactly. See, what you're saying is, I understand We're Ellen and I are very competitive. We're masculine. We have that whole, you know, we created our own business. There are no men involved in our business. But the thing is, we can't be that way with men. The the only area, like I could be that way on the tennis court. I I could be that way in every area of my life, but not with a man.
2: And and I get that it's, when you talk about the very initial first couple times you're even talking to this person. I totally get that. But, you know, especially as a married woman, would you say, you know, a lot of the times when you're being social with your husband, it's you that is making the plans of like, oh, so-and-so is in town. Let's go have dinner with them. Or, hey, uh, when do you want to do our family vacation this year? Like whatever those little things are. My
1: husband makes all the plans. Everything. My husband, I don't let do a finger... I, I honestly, I don't lift a finger. <laughs> my husband makes travel plans, social plans because he, I, because that's what he did when we were dating. It's like the way it is is the way it is. Like whatever you're doing when you're dating is the way it is when you're married. So my husband always wants to be the provider, the, the courtship guy, the he does everything. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it's so worth it to do the rules because once you get him, it's effortless. There's no anxiety. Like I have friends that worry if their husband's or looking at other girls at the gym or on a business. I'm like, I never worry. I'm not trying to be an egomaniac by saying that, but I'm saying I don't have that insecurity because my husband, even when my hair is on top of my head and I'm in pajamas and I'll say, wow, Cindy Crawford's really pretty. He goes, no, you're prettier than Cindy Crawford. He's like, she's <laughs> no. delusional. He's de- but that's what happens when you do the rules on a guy. They become obsessed with you. They think you are it. They think you're the it girl because you don't call them. You're not chasing them. You don't tell them how you feel before he met me would date women like what's your five-year plan um he even said to them listen i don't see a future here and they go that's okay like if a guy says i don't see a future you can't run fast enough like you have to listen to them
0: okay so i guess back to my question of like how should like if a woman feels like she's not really being truly herself then when she takes that step back like how can she sort of switch her own mentality because I, I think that's been the struggle for me of like, oh, I'm I'm not right. this passive person. So how do I feel like yeah, I'm being genuine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not either. It's it's a little bit of acting. You know, again, in the 90s, we, uh, you know, whenever fem- 70s, whenever feminism started, women started to get more empowered, which is all great with work and sports, it, it, they gave the wrong message somewhere along the line that we could do this with men, that we could be like the man in a relationship. Like we're going to wear the pants. It just doesn't work. Like even... When we wrote our marriage book, we interviewed a lot of celebrities and one of them was Eileen Ford, the head of the modeling agency. Mm -hmm. And she said she was like a tiger at work. I mean, you can't run an international modeling agency without being really aggressive. But when she came home to her husband, she was like a cat. She was like a pussycat. You know what I mean? She deliberately had to play it down. And that's what we do. I mean, we just have to, when my husband comes home, it's like, I can't be like I am with you right now. It's like, telling him, okay, this is how it's going to be. And no, it's like, okay, what do you want for dinner? How was your day? You know what I mean? Okay. Is it fake? Not really. Listen, we're not lying. I don't say I'm a brunette or a blonde. It's like, I'm not lying about my where I went to college. I'm, we're not lying. It's just that there's a feminine side to women and there's a masculine side. And right now it's too masculine with women. My daughter's about your age. She's 20, gonna be 25. Okay. And she's like out there in the city. And she's like, these girls are like, writing things like, okay, so when am I going to see you again? You you travel to me. Okay, now I'm going to travel to you. They're planning trips. They're splitting checks. It's like the guys are not interested.
2: They don't uh, want I mean, I think too. some of those points are debatable in a way because basically what you were just talking about when I kind of was thinking was like, you know, you kind of just feel like your option of choice is kind of taken away from you then. Like you are just going along with what the man wants to do. If it's, hey, he made a reservation at this restaurant. Because also it's like, i'm the type of person hey if that guy picks this restaurant we go i i'm sitting there being like well i'm not going to complain at all about the place he picked or blah blah, blah. i'm going to be appreciative and whatnot but what if i'm sitting there being mm-hmm. like hey i really want to go to this one restaurant how would you approach something like mm-hmm. that or you're like hey i really want to go to the u.s open that's going on this week like
1: at at what stage of the relationship are you when you're about? with
2: someone when you're committed to someone as a let's just say a boyfriend
1: i mean if you want to go to u.s open why can't you go to the u.s open with a girlfriend
2: You can, but what if there's something you want to do with your partner? I feel like the description you gave basically is like, you do what they want to do and you have them always initiate all those plans and deciding those things.
1: Well, I mean, if you're in a committed relationship, you're exclusive. I mean, my husband would say to me, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? I really didn't care. I just wanted to marry him. I just wanted, I went out with him for nine months, hoping he would propose, even though it's my birthday. It was beautiful. He made it really (laughs) special. All I'm saying is I have a different mindset. I didn't really care about the U.S. Open versus, you know, I didn't care what restaurant we went to. I was like, are you, in my head, thinking, I wouldn't say it out loud, are you going to marry me? And Ellen was the same way. On the second date, we, you know, because we really fell for our husbands, but we just didn't show it. Like, we didn't act like, we acted like we liked them, but we didn't, they had no idea how crazy we were about them. Like, they would be surprised if they knew how crazy we were. So we want you to be crazy about the guy, but we don't want you to show it so much that you scare them. Yeah, I understand trying to mute it a bit,
2: but like, you know, the flip side is like, yeah, you know, I hope you're very warm and welcoming and (laughs) and are showing, you know, a little bit of that affection and and reciprocation because it's like, look, the most, you know, pursuing man, I feel like if he's just like, wow, this woman's, you know. Like a bitch to me all the time <laughs> like you know they're not right, gonna right. keep coming and after we're, you we're
1: very listen we were very nice. listen my husband paid for everything planned everything I really didn't care I mean some restaurants I liked some them I didn't I that wasn't my agenda I had a bigger picture my picture is I wanted to marry him I wanted to have children with him I want to spend the rest of my life with him he had a lovely family he said my brother proposed to his wife there he always like dropped hints my nephews did this he was always bringing up family I was like yes Yes. And then I'd run home and call Ellen and say, he said this. And she goes, wow, I think this is the one. Wow. We were like, we were like Ethel and Lucy. We were scheming and <laughs> plotting. how oh, I'm going to get this guy. So I, you know, so all the stuff you're talking about, the empowerment and like, okay, I'm going to tell him, I want to go to US Open. It wasn't such a big priority for me. Like now I'll say, I want to go to US Open. But I, I don't think you're not being yourself. You're just being
0: your feminine side with dating. Okay. So what do you think about like dropping hints? Like, have you ever heard people say, make a man think it was his idea and then it'll happen or it'll be, you know, exactly what you want. So like to use the U.S. Open example, if it's like, if you just say, oh, I was thinking about going to the U.S. Open with Erica or, you know, thinking about getting a friend to go to the U.S. Open, something really vague to try and get him to get tickets. Like what about that kind of approach?
1: Uh, you know like the rules are really spiritual we don't try to make anything happen we don't try to ha- we don't try to suggest we just find all that to backfire and to be manipulative like we're not into all that okay you know this is like this is like having an overweight daughter and saying oh you know I heard that Weight Watchers makes a uh, a great new diet ice cream i mean come on <laughs> basically you're saying lose weight you're fat yeah
0: it's not it's never it, subtle like,
1: guys are not stupid guys are not stupid they know like we've had clients and all my friends relatives with women's like you know i always loved um a pearl drop earring. oh so the guy like oh okay so basically you're saying go out and get me jewelry you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. I don't believe in any of that. I believe you get what you get and you don't get upset. The best way to get stuff out of a guy is to be busy, is to be really like a happy, busy person. And they will want to be with you. And they will want to ask you, like I found the demanding girls don't get anything. Like I was never demanding. I never cared. And he was like, he couldn't do enough. So I just find like, if you really want to do with soap go with a friend. And then when you're married and he asks you, you could say, Something, but I've never been the kind of like, oh, we have to go to Paris, and you know, Paris is lovely in the summer. I'm just, I don't believe in all of that. I just believe in do your own life, be as attractive as you can, not just physically, but in terms of of a person, be a good listener, be a good person, and they will, they won't be able to do enough for you.
2: Yeah, so basically you're saying, hey, if he gets you an engagement ring and that's the dude you want to marry and it is the ugliest ring you've ever seen in your life, you just take that ring and smile and say yes.
0: That's no, actually, actually a great question, though. No, no. You don't? I would question. love to know. Hey, because that's a big I'm, question I'm women have. Something,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. My husband <laughs> consulted like 10 people about the ring. He wanted to know what was the bet. Like, he didn't consult me but he because he wanted to surprise me. And he he was told that round is the most, you know, like popular whatever he got me around I always wanted a pair and I did switch it I felt badly because it's not the rules for marriage to change a gift whatever but I did no we're not we're not like separate wise we're not doormats so mm. I just nicely told him
2: so you have broken hey, a
1: rule so <laughs> I, I broke a marriage rule and I said listen I love you and I love the round the but I really always wanted a pair and he said okay get a pair he wasn't happy about it I have to say because <laughs> you know Listen, my mom work, just changed the setting
2: her original diamond was in, like, I don't know, for their 30th wedding anniversary. My dad all the time is like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't recognize that ring. It's not the one I picked out. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's the same ring. Wait, We're wait, like, it her, is slightly different. Do your parents different. have a rules marriage? They what? Do your parents have a rules marriage? Uh, actually, no. Rules marriage? Uh, it's not okay. a rules marriage. No, my mom actually asked my dad okay. to dance. She said, oh, save me a dance, okay. and they danced later at a party. She actually kind of took him away from another woman, uh, if you really want to know the story.
1: <laughs> but, and, it, and it worked out. It okay. worked out forever, worked, yeah. So she made she made the first move, and then did he make all the other moves?
2: Um, I think it was somewhat mutual, but uh, he played basketball, and he would always, like, invite her to go to the games and things like that.
1: The rules isn't, like, for everyone. We're not trying to change the whole world. But I was listening to your podcast with Lindsay Metzler, and it's like that whole issue of do you have to confirm – You don't have to confirm when you do the rules. They confirm. It's really an easier way of life for me because I was able to see my friends, pursue my career, do whatever, and just see them. It wasn't like there was no work involved. I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to drop. The other thing about when you said, um, a guy says, text me when you get home. I never, well, we didn't have texting them, but my husband always drove me home. There was no such thing as dropping off a girl like in the middle of, a Highway or a street, or text <laughs> me when you're home. If you don't drive me home or take me home, you're not my boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a guy should be worried about your safety. Like, it's not text me when you get home. So, a lot of these things, these problems, don't even exist when you do the rules.
0: Yeah, I, we were actually. It's funny the walking someone home we just debated on this week's Patreon episode, and I feel like it's just so uncommon for men to offer that especially in a place like new york when say so like we live in Fidei, if we're dating going on a date with a guy from upper west side and we meet in midtown like do you think he should t- come all the way downtown to then go back home always yeah really See, Interesting. With
1: clients, guys guys have gotten so lazy you know so many women making it easy for them that they've gotten so lazy so they always want to meet either they want to meet halfway or they want you to come to their area because they say, oh, this in- restaurant is so interesting. I'm not interested in interesting restaurants. I'm interested in you coming to me. So what I have mm. the clients say is, it's better if you come to my area. Or crazy busy at work, it has to be near me. You know what I mean? And if the guy doesn't come to your area, then he doesn't see you. That's basically it. Because that's a test. We, you know, we're jumping. Through, the guys have to jump through hoops. One of the tests is, are you going to travel to me? You have to be inconvenient. I'm not going to be in- I'm not getting inconvenienced. Mm. Do you know what I mean?
2: I get what you're saying. So basically, uh, you wouldn't meet halfway for a date. That's a no. I will. I wouldn't. You make no. a reason of, oh, it needs to be by me. Uh, and, but yeah, this is my question of this. Mm-hmm. So say this, like whether they walk you home, whether they take the train with you home, uh, let's say they get, they pay for an Uber to take you home to your door. Is it like, if they don't do any of those things, you don't go on a second date?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a deal. If they put you in an Uber, that's good. It's like, it's better than saying, text me when you get home. Like, that's like, but that's what I'm saying. When they love you, they take the cab with you. Like, you know, they do two runs. You know what I mean? They take the cab with you and then they go home. It's just a different feeling you get when the guy is crazy about you. So I just don't want you to sell yourself short. Like, you're both beautiful. You're both smart. You're both accomplished. Why settle? I mean, that's what's happening. Women are settling for crumbs with guys that are asking them to meet halfway, to pay, to walk themselves home. Like that's not okay. I mean, I wouldn't want that for my daughter. I certainly don't want it for you either. You
2: hey, know. it's better than nothing. I mean, a it's lot of guys offer nothing. Uh, not, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a giant deal breaker in a relationship for me personally. Like when it comes to settling, I think it's like, yeah, you gotta decide what is settling to you because maybe my right, idea of definitely. what is settling in a relationship is different than yours. And, you know, we haven't settled. We're clearly both not married. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, yeah, there's there's people I could have just bit the bait and been like, wow, this guy really loves me. Good enough. I don't really love him. So, you know, but he'll always love me and be chasing right, me right. forever. I don't want to give you, you know? the
1: impression that we're just, <laughs> I don't want to give you the impression that we want guys that are crazy about us that we don't feel crazy about. I was crazy about my husband. Ellen mm-hmm. was crazy about it. We just jumped up and down, but we didn't let them see it. You know, they gradually obviously knew we liked them because we said yes to dates. But girls are coming on too strong. They're like, wow, you know, I really had a great time. And they text them, thank you for the date. And, you know, now it's my turn to treat you. And my, my father has two tickets to the Yankee game. Do you want to go? Yeah, but sometimes
2: I'll say sometimes doing that is good for this reason of sometimes it's nice to just even get that little kind of rejection. So, you know, but also because then in the future, when a guy is pursuing you and he's so different from all those other guys that you felt like oh I got to confirm with this guy because you know I haven't heard from him in two days and I got to do xyz it's then when that you know person shows up that you're like wow this guy really loves me you can really tell first of all
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah I will agree with that of like you can feel it like in my last relationship I didn't initiate because one I was really busy I just started a new job and I didn't really have time, but I was telling Erica, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to text him because I know he's going to text me tomorrow. And, like, first thing, had a text, you know, do you want to go out Wednesday or whatever? And so it, mm-hmm. you do, you can kind of tell when that person is going to reach out again. So. right, I, And how did you meet this guy? This was through Hinge. Uh, he. Is, and he, he, he messaged you first? Yeah, he sent the first, uh, the first like, and then I matched with him, and then we started chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did okay. go to his then- neighborhood for the date.
1: Mm-hmm. And did you like him? Like, what what happened to the what
0: happened uh, to the relationship? Yeah, I did really like him. Um, but after like three or four months, uh, he just ended it out of nowhere. Really, um, really oh, like blindsided. Um, it's okay. It's been a while.
1: Did you, did you break? Did you break Like, do you feel you broke any rules?
2: I don't think she did for a while we were all being like this guy's really great and she almost wasn't as into him as he was into her for sure
1: yeah Yeah, i was gonna say you said i started a new job so i didn't text him back that's that's the rule you do it on purpose or by accident you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying
0: yeah there was definitely like a lot like
1: feeling like you have to text him so why do you think he ended it
0: it was a really really strange situation uh he actually ended up getting covid and was just like Alone in in his head For a couple days and then Out of nowhere just like texted me that it wasn't Working for him um, oh. Did and, he ever
1: say exclusive or I love you?
0: Uh, never said I love you but we were exclusive And we had that conversation of you know Boyfriend girlfriend and That whole thing and then it was like A month later that Or no probably like two months later from when it was Like officially together that he ended it And
1: he initiated the exclusive Conversation
0: Actually, I started it, but his reaction to it was, he was like, yeah, like you're my girlfriend. Um, like I should have Mm -hmm. known,
2: but he was the first to say, I'm not seeing other people.
0: Yeah. He was the first one to say, I'm not seeing other people. And he paid for all the dates. Yes. And he traveled to you. I went to Mm -hmm. him more often, um, because since it was COVID, his roommates weren't around. Um, and we were mm-hmm. in a like really really tiny apartment at the time. Like it was just a better place mm-hmm. for us to be together. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was going to him more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't invite him to my birthday, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which because uh, it was only like a month that we had been seeing each other, and I felt like it was too soon. Um, I was like, you're right, it is. And I was like, if you want to and- take me out before. Uh, you're welcome to, but you know, this day I'm spending with my friends, and like mm-hmm. I'm not ready to introduce you to them yet. And then he was like, "Yes, that's I do cool. want to take you out on the day that's good for you." Mm-hmm. So I, I felt well, like I followed thing. a rule there.
1: <laughs> yeah, All right. yeah. I mean, that's why, like, that's why we do the rules because men, I hate to say this, are the enemy. Like, they have the power to stop calling, mm-hmm. and move on. You know what I mean? They, like, so many of our clients have gotten hurt. That's why they came to the rules because they did the other way they did the initiating they did the making the dinners they did buying them the tie or decorating his apartment they did all that stuff and they got them nowhere Mm -hmm. it absolutely got them nowhere so they're like i'm done
2: yeah i had a question uh the book didn't talk about like setups at all and you mentioned in this interview that you were set up before uh now is the rules way of being set up just letting friends and family whoever you know just like oh yeah i would like to meet someone you know i hope i hope to meet someone sometime like vaguely, I would assume the rule would be, you don't say, I really like that guy, set me up with that guy. What like? What's the rules what for them? setups? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, the setup, I mean, you just tell everybody that you're single and available, and hopefully they'll show the guy your photo so you don't waste time with a guy who doesn't like your look. But it's really about just tell everybody but the guy that you like him. You know what I mean? Huh. Like, <laughs> If you have a close friend and you could tell her, listen, I have a crush on that guy, just don't tell him. But if you don't trust that she won't tell him, like that's the only reason not to tell a friend you have a crush on her brother if you're afraid she'll tell her brother. Just don't tell the guy. Like I told everybody I like my husband, the waiters, everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just as long as you don't tell him.
2: I'm, I, I'm more curious of the technical thing of should you say, I'd like to be set up, you know, if you know anybody. Or just, just let people know yeah. that you're single. Because I've had friends say to me when I've said that, they went, oh, I had no idea you like would want to be in a relationship. And I was like, why wouldn't I? If I met some great guy, why wouldn't I date him? You know? Right. So, yeah,
1: tell everybody that you're single and you're
0: looking to be in a relationship if they know anybody.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, definitely. But then let the guy do everything. And one of the things we've said that we like, you know, mutual friends or set up situations or the idea of them a lot because – It provides some sense of accountability for this man too. Like he can't really waste your time if you have the same friends. Or you would hope that he would not do that as badly as a stranger would.
1: Guys can do anything. I mean, they can (laughs) they they don't have like a code. You know, they really don't have rules. They if they wanna end it, it doesn't matter. It could be your brother it could be your brother's best friend. He can break your heart that's why we wrote the rules because men are capable of, of hurting you, of hurting women. They just, they don't want to, they just don't love you. Like, what are they going to do? They don't love you. They're going to stay in a relationship. They they, they just, they can't.
2: Yeah. I mean, anybody can hurt anybody, you know, whether you follow your rules or you don't, it's like, once feelings are involved, it's, you know, it's a vulnerable place that it's like, you could still get hurt.
1: Right. But the thing is women get hurt much. Women get hurt way more than men when a guy ends a relationship in five minutes, he has a, a profile up, you know, he's up like, we have a client and she's divorced in five minutes. The guy was online. She was like, Oh my God, how do I get him back? She was like tearing her hair out. He's like online. Uh, listen, This podcast. I mean, it, guys are not listening to this podcast. Girls are, you know, when
2: we do have
0: a lot of male listeners, <laughs> <We're not laughs> actually sure, but yeah. it's
1: a small, it's a not guys. are not talking about dating the way we are. Like, my husband is not at work right now on the phone with friends talking about baby. They are talking about work. I mean, I hope guys, no one
2: is who's at work. work you know, he should be working, but,
1: uh, yeah, no, but I'm just saying like when we wrote the book, girl, guys, a girl said to us, why don't you write a book for men? And we're like, men don't need a book. They see a girl. They think she's pretty. They ask her out. It's like, boom, they don't need like a whole thing.
0: Well, they also like, just, just think they're great and, at everything. Yeah. So they won't buy yeah, the they book. Think they're great, <laughs> they have confidence.
1: If they, if a, it, if a, if a relationship ends, they can meet another girl in five minutes. It takes a girl like five years
2: yeah to meet, a, to meet if, a good if, guy it's a man's world to meet a good guy, a I, good would guy. I would agree I would agree there are more just i yeah. guess good women out there that you know want to be a girlfriend as opposed to good men out there that want to be a boyfriend slash husband
0: yeah, typically yeah we always yeah. say that like a woman can have sex whenever she wants, but a man can get a relationship whenever he wants, which yeah. is the the power struggle, yeah.
2: Uh, I have, I have a slight question, basically okay. with all of this, you know, you're like the, my husband is pursuing me. He's still pursuing me to this day. He does all the plans, all this stuff. If I was to ask you like, so what would you say it is that you do for your husband? W- what part of the relationship is, is where you're doing some work?
1: Um, I'm a good listener. I'm, I, I, I go along, you know, I'm easy. Got like the rules for marriages. We, you were hard to get, you got him. Now you're easy to be with. I say yes to cook you know, cooking, having friends over. like a, he's more social than I am. I'm more Ellen and I are both like homebodies. But we force ourselves, you know, to to do, you know, the social things, to go on vacations, to whatever. Whatever, you know, we went to a Yankee game. Would I go to a Yankee game with Ellen? No. It's like
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, I, yeah. I just
1: I just I'm, I'm easy I'm easy to be with. I'm not difficult. I don't scream at him. I you know, make dinner.
2: Yeah, Well, I was going to say, I my question is, uh, aside from like the company that you're giving your partner, like, you know, is it, hey, my, is it the kind of stereotypical gender roles of I make my husband dinner, I, if he's having friends over, I, you know, put out the spread, I clean the apartment, like, it was kind of those things of like, you know, where essentially is the part of the relationship that you, you would say you're doing work other than just, you know, being present in this person's company.
1: Well, just like you said, it's very hard for women today to be like more passive and more, you know, we have, we want to do, we want to be the aggressor. We want to control things, make things happen. So it's a lot of work to be like easygoing. You know what I mean? What if you don't feel like going to the Yankee game? Like, but I go, you know, I just, I'm accommodating. I'm easy to
2: be with. Um, so would you say, I don't know. Cause I remember there was a part in the book that was about basically like yeah, always be in a great mood, always be a good time. But at what point in the relationship is it like you're allowed to have a bad day? Where you're like, I had a rough day, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I want to see, yes. you know, I want to see how is this guy gonna, you know, either step up or step oh, in yeah, yeah. or comfort my me? Been, I
1: mean, I I had sciatica. I've had sciatica recently, and I was like oh, crying. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, but my husband was great. I was like, I have a podcast tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I'm my leg hurts. Should mm-hmm. I say, yeah, oh, my God, he was completely, you know, supportive. He's very supportive of everything. He's supported of the rules. In fact, he said to me, um, he said, how can you tell me about the podcast sooner? I said, I forgot. He said, I hope you're prepared. I hope you listen to them. And honestly, I, uh-huh. I, I wasn't going to listen. I was just like, okay, I've done other podcasts. I can do this. And he, he said, no, no, listen to them. So I did listen to several podcasts. And I'm, I'm glad he told me to. It's like he's very <laughs> encouraging and supportive. So... But the thing is, when you do the rules and they get you, it's like they got the golden globe. It's like they just feel they don't come home thinking, hey, do things for me. Hey, clean right, up. Yeah. Just, they're just so happy that you're in their life that you said yes to the proposal. Yeah, I he has think- no idea how hard it was. Like, I didn't tell him, oh, my God, it's so hard to meet a guy. I mm-hmm. never said that. But it is the truth. Like, it was a miracle. You know what I mean? Like, meeting a good guy is a miracle. It's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. That's why I don't break. That's why I tell women don't break rules because when you meet a good guy, you don't want to like stay over so much that they're saying, you know, I need my space. Like we have a client who's just always going to his place and he's like, please, I need space. I need to work. I need to sleep. She always wants to cuddle. I said, no, no, no. He has to initiate cuddling. He and this has to initiate together time. Leave him alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> The best thing you could do with guys is leave them. They really like to be left alone. They want to be left alone to pursue you.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I just think it's, you know dating is a bit of a game and i think a lot of people have the question of they know they need to play the game they know they need to do the rules and i guess it's more just wondering when does that let up a little bit like when am i allowed to have that bad day in front of them is it we're dating three months oh, yeah. is it because like, because a little bit of, of the book i'll be honest when i read it it kind of felt a little bit of this like hey until you get that ring honey like No, no bad days, no crying, no, no fuss about nothing, you know what I mean? Like that, that was a little bit of the vibe I got, which is why I thought of the question, I guess.
1: Got it. It's kind of like at work, you know, when you get a job, when you interview, you don't wear pajamas, you wear your best clothes, you're polite, you're, you know, do you talk about your bad day on the interview? No, you go, you go to work, you know, they don't want to hear about your sciatica whatever. Like, it's kind of like a job. Work, you work at a company, and then over time, you get more comfortable. Maybe you could tell your boss, "Listen, I need to take off tomorrow. Um, whatever, I have sciatica. You know, it's like, but not on the first day, or not in the first month. Are you going to take days off? Okay, kind I of like analogy. that analogy.
0: Okay,
2: yeah. I mean,
1: you know it's know like a friendship
0: too. You don't want to be. You don't want to meet a friend yeah. and just be the one who constantly bitches. You're like that. No, that person's <laughs> exactly. not going to hang out with you. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, okay. that's why we say the rules are spiritual. Like, it's not a con game. It's like I have to the guys you know a lot of a lot of the podcast talks about you know sex and stuff but the fact is guys really fall in love with your soul when you do the rules that's why we wait to have sex not because it's a game but because if they don't fall in love with your soul if they just fall in love with your body it's not going to be lasting for them they have to think you're a good person they really do want to marry a girl who's attractive obviously but they want somebody who cares about children or cares about them and you know just is it good to their parents you know what i mean like you don't want to marry somebody who hates your mother yeah they want mm-hmm. a soul you know what i'm saying so that's why i'm saying be the best version of yourself as opposed to texting a lot or hinting a lot or trying to get the guy to do things he doesn't want to do yeah definitely um, i just
2: think you know uh especially as women age they feel more of this pressure to meet somebody and and it is hard to kind of continue to do whatever method you were doing if you just feel like it's never worked and that's just the part that it gets hard it gets hard to hang in there dating at all (laughs) like let alone if you're trying to follow rules or whatnot you know what i mean
0: right
1: but both of you are on dating apps and aren't you getting messages from men yeah Yeah. any yeah there's definitely nothing nobody that you're nobody that you're crazy about
2: it's very hard mm-hmm. to be excited about online. I will say personally. Yeah, right. I, I agree. It's you really so have then, to meet them and, and feel, you know, the energy. And...
1: Right. So maybe do some of those rooftop bars and like just find the cool places or ask Lindsay where to go. But, <laughs> you know, I definitely did things to put myself in the right environment, like ski weekends and tennis things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did all those things and I would meet guys sometimes I didn't like them sometimes I did, but It was interesting that the guys that liked me, they were like, oh, I'll show you how to play tennis. Hey, do you want to play tennis? Like, they wouldn't leave you alone. Like, if you put yourself in the right environment, you'll eventually meet, and then there'll be one day where the guy you like is the one approaching you. Yeah, and I think I'm not going to lie to you. Many days, it was guys I didn't like approaching me, but then one day, it was the right guy approaching me.
0: (laughs) All it takes is that one day, right? (laughs) It takes one day. One day. And I think the thing that I'm hearing you say, too, is you were doing so many different things, and I think- it, especially like really anywhere, but a city in New York, like where there's so many options, it gets easy to fall into routine. Like me and my girlfriends, we go to a lot of the same spots every weekend because we have a great time. It's where our friends are. We're not really branching out. And it's like, there's kind of always the same people at these places. So to mix it up and do different activities, go to different places, you're just naturally going to be in different scenarios that present different opportunities.
1: Right. And are you going to places where single men your age are uh, available? Like I, I didn't want to go like some of the girlfriend would say, Hey, you want to go to movies? I go, no, I just want to go where single men are. Hmm, I can yeah, go to the movies yeah. when I'm married, but right. Like I didn't, I was very dedicated, very selective. I didn't want to waste my time. Yeah. Well, that's where it gets hard a little bit. There. Cause
2: like, you know, you should do things that make you happy and you're actually interested in. And, mm-hmm. and a big example of that would be like a workout class, but a lot of workout classes, no matter what the workout is, is all women typically like women are more right. likely to go to a workout class as opposed to men. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's you have to find the balance cause you have to be happy in your life and what you're doing. And like, I'm not going to make myself go do workouts that I don't like just cause I'm like, well, men do these workouts and they're here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So right. it's like, it's, it's hard. I think that's what's hard is where do you find that balance of not just like I'm in a bar where that could be a mixed bag, but yeah. it's also like I'm not at the mm-hmm. yoga class. That's a bunch of women,
0: you know? I would also rather right, die right. alone than have a partner who worked out with me. That's like <laughs> my biggest fear. I'm like, do not come That's to so the gym funny. with me. <laughs> like we're not running this is, partners. No, this thing, is me time.
1: <laughs> the thing with the the um, the thing with the bars, I, I don't drink. And so when I went to bars, I would just get water and circle the room for an hour. Like you only have to go for an hour, like or whatever the event was. If it started at eight, I got there at nine. I left at ten, ten thirty. You don't need anybody but drunk at midnight, you know. So I just went for an hour wherever. Like we had a rule, Ellen and I, it was like three, you have to go to three singles events a week. Oh, wow. Even if you had your period. Yeah. <laughs> so, unless, unless, it was, unless it was a snowstorm. I think that was the only way you got out of it. And <laughs> so I would go to the whatever singles place or it was, sometimes it was just an upscale restaurant bar and I would circle the room. I call, there were no cell phones. I called from the payphone. I said, Ellen, it's half hour. She goes, okay, hang in there. Another half hour. <laughs> and I get more water. And take a cab home and take your makeup off and put pajamas on and then say you know check it off that you went but one night I did that and I met my husband so it's like I never know just like you don't know with a job interview or whatever what you know what day is going to be a big payoff Mm -hmm. but women that don't try that stay home and watch Netflix are not meeting anybody so right you know do do whatever you like during the day but three times a week try to go to some sports bar or whatever. I mean, you guys are into sports.
2: But I know what you yeah. mean of like, okay, if you go to a you know Knicks game, yeah, the, the audience there is predominantly men. Right, yeah. <laughs> got to save up for all those uh, <laughs> single event tickets yeah. you got to buy. Uh, well, thank you so much. I know we went a little over time, but we appreciate you coming on so much. Oh, no much. problem. Uh, and... I
1: wanted to get you married by the end of the
2: hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, if you know anyone, feel free. You know, just
1: one, one parting thought, because Ellen and I are very funny. Very funny, and when we were on dates, we had to like not be that funny podcast girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Guys tend to marry the girl that. Yeah, yeah. I hate to sound sexist, but it's true. Like, they don't marry the Kathy Griffin type. They don't marry the funny (laughs) girl. They marry the girl who's like, you know, smiles, laughs, whatever. But I let my husband do most of the talking, most of the telling jokes. I wasn't the funny, like, man, I mean, he knows I'm funny. Like, we've been married 27 years, so he knows I'm funny. And it's, it's you know, it's great. He loves it. But when we were dating, I was not going to be the girl, the knee-slapping, funny girl. Because that, for some reason, guys want a girl that's feminine first, and then later on, they can find out you're really funny. <laughs>
2: so that are that you helps. saying I should quit doing stand-up comedy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying you should quit doing stand-up comedy, but don't feel like on a date you have to entertain and you know carry the conversation because a lot of women do that they make jokes even in message exchanges they like making jokes and stuff and the guys for some reason they just disappear like they don't want that funny crazy girl you know what I mean they want a girl that's like reliable and sweet and smiles and you know
0: just easygoing there's always a point on a date when you can tell a man is going to ask you on a second one and it's when he's doing the most yeah. of the talking and he yep. just gets this like yeah. click and you're like oh he's having a blast <laughs> and I'm just yeah. here <laughs> like I'm just hanging out yeah
1: yeah yes, yeah yes. yes. it's like he wants an audience he wants to be the the big shot you know what I mean yeah it's just a tip that I, I I noticed with a lot of clients I said why did you feel you have to make a joke like it just, you know, it also reeks of desperation. Like, you feel like you have to be entertaining. Like, you're not enough. You are enough. You have hair. You have, <laughs> you know, a beautiful body. Like, you are enough. Just showing up is enough. You don't have to be the funny girl. You don't have to be the smart girl. Just be, you know.
2: Can I ask you, know, you this, like though? You say, creature, did, you, did you genuinely find your husband funny on your first couple dates? Like, did, were they fake laughs? Oh, yeah, were they real Because laughs? when they
1: like you, when they like you, they try to entertain you. That's another thing. Like when a guy really likes you, they try, they think that they need to entertain you.
2: But I'm saying you also, but but you did find it funny and entertaining. Like you weren't faking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding it funny. Yeah, because that's that's the part that's hard. I've dated guys where, I could tell they really wanted to make that, me laugh, not funny. and I was like, <laughs> okay, "It's just funny. not funny to me." And <laughs> you're kind of like, "Should I just fake laugh at this thing?" Or never fake laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Don't give them that. To me, it's like faking an yeah, orgasm. Yeah, no, I you, mean, you, even you worse than did, that. You, you, know? <laughs>
1: yeah. did you probably not like. did you not like them in general?
2: Uh, like to me, I think a great relationship is you feel like you are always laughing together we want to say initiating, uh, sure. The man should be making me laugh up top, but you know, at a certain point, like you said, you're like, yeah, my husband thinks I'm hilarious. Like uh, most of the men I know that are in yeah. relationships, they're like, I think my girlfriend, wife is the funniest person ever, but I think it mostly comes from you are laughing together and always having that great time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's like, you know, you oh, both should be laughing, but it shouldn't be, you know, faked. I, I know a lot of girls laugh out of nervousness, uh, on dates because they just don't know what to say yeah. and i'll tell you they often get second dates <laughs> you know it's the guy feels filler. good. Right. Yeah,
1: right right i'm just saying if, you, if you're a, uh, the reason i mentioned this, if you're a comedian for a living don't feel like you have to be a comedian on the date
2: oh no i, I hate that feeling uh, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> i hate that feeling just even be, with friends if be, they're just like be a be, girl. Funny. Just be a girl
1: yeah. just be a girl i wouldn't say it's yeah.
2: being a girl i think it's just more don't ever feel like you have to entertain somebody uh, exactly is more exactly. i think what I would say. Right. All right. Well, guys, as always, you can find us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod on Instagram. And I'm at Sparica with two A's. And
0: I'm at the guaca underscore Molly.
2: And we will see you all next week.
0: Bye.